Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight on Marvel TV Weekly, we have not one, not two, not three, not four, but five episodes of TV to cover. We're covering three episodes of Jessica Jones, one episode of Legion, the season finale, I mean, I'm sorry, season premiere, not finale, geez, we're not there yet, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., plus the end credit scene for Avengers Endgame? What did you guys think? All of that coming up, Marvel TV Weekly starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey guys, welcome to Marvel TV Weekly. Christian could not be with us today. However, we do have our good friend. I know, forget (laughs) him. We don't need him. It's cool. We got this. We do have our friend, um, I was going to say Christian Blatt. (laughs) You messed me up. Zach Wilson here with me joining us today. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me back again. Thank you for coming back again. I will keep coming back until we finish (laughs) Jessica Jones. We have so much TV to talk about today. We have literally three episodes of Jessica Jones up to the finale. And then we also have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know that's one of your favorites, Zach. Oh, yeah. Yes. And we have the, not finale, the premiere of Legion, which I thought it was a really great episode. We're going to dive into that. But I think we should start off with some Jessica Jones, just to kind of end it, because this is it. Yeah. This is the last of the Marvel Netflix shows. Oh. Guys. And it I, it was a fitting end. It was. To that point. It was, I, I thought it was really good. Before we dive into like specifics on the episode, just what did you think overall of the last three? That's of 11, 12, three? and 13. Uh, well, they all blend together because I watched these they, in a I big know, chunk. I know, I did too. But I, I liked them. I liked the way that this season wrapped up. I think that the way that they ended uh, Trish's arc. Trish has probably the best arc from start to finish of any character on this show. Mm-hmm. Just her, It's so easy to track when you go from where she started in season one, what she dealt with in season two, and then came to a finish with in season three. It all tracks. It all has the proper build. You don't always get that, especially with side characters. Yeah, I agree. I like the way that they, I mean, they were kind of building to Hellcat since, I think, season one. Well, you, yeah, you so, don't introduce Patsy Walker and not right. be building to Hellcat. And thank God they did it, and I really like the way that they did that also. Um, I loved the Trish that we got in season three. She was such a tortured soul. And honestly, I didn't see her going off the rails quite that much. Just for going from what she was trying to do to, I mean, spoilers, guys, but we're talking about all of it, uh, killing Salinger. She stomped his head. Spoiler alert. She stomped his head in. You're a little late with that alert there, Ryan. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, if you're not here to watch about spoilers, I don't know why you're here. Um, 
Oh, yeah, it spoils for anything we're talking about. Yes, everything is spoilers. Um, But, yeah, I I mean, she literally, she stomped his head in. And I was kind of surprised, but but not also not really. Like, that's kind of where she has been going, and I think losing her mom was sort of the last straw. And that actually, season, uh, season 11, episode 11, we jump into a lot of their relationship between Trish and Dorothy. Yeah. Whew, that was rough to watch. Especially because, look, and I get it, just because your parents are not necessarily the greatest parents doesn't mean you don't love them and doesn't mean it isn't, easy to lose them or that it's easy to lose them rather it's just she put so much unfair pressure on trish growing up oh yeah it was awful to, 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 see. T- to tell your child that our livelihood depends on you like no 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 you're the parent that's your job yeah oh and just the, and then the i the whole all the stuff with like you have to be you have to do this for the director you have to like worm your way you have to be a hollywood schmuck yeah like undermining people undermining other actors and you know she didn't want to do it at first yeah like you just you really feel bad for her and you you get (laughs) haywood wong sorry wait zia where's the hellcat cosplay i had a really hard time finding one (laughs) what i sent you so easy to find i know well i mean Mm. (laughs) i don't look the best um (laughs) i could have gotten like a really cheap crappy version of it um anyway uh, yeah, it's it's just, it's really sad sort of to see. Um, and it was kind of sad to see how messed up she was over losing her mom. Because they didn't have the best relationship. But, I don't know, whatever. I liked um, Eric a lot in this episode, how yeah. he kept saying how everything was so dicked up. <laughs> that, I don't know why, but that was like one of my favorite things was Eric being like, oh, this is just so dicked up. I mean, I guess he's like maybe when you're you have censors towards like everybody who feels guilty about things. Maybe swearing is somehow not okay. Maybe, but it's like doesn't Jessica say the s h i t word? Isn't she just like I don't, like I give it what anyone says about me? Like, isn't that in there? Whatever. Um, but that was just really funny. Oh, Christians in the chat. Christians in the chat. Cold open, nailed it. Christian, I was so close to nailing it. So close so there's a debate going on in the chat that i feel like is worth bringing up as we were talking about trish yes because they're debating whether or not trish is a villain versus an anti-hero and then and Jazia, what do you think <sighs> oh god that's a really good question i'm i'm leaning more towards anti-hero just because i think her intentions were really like she really thought hey i can handle the burden of literally murdering people but she really thought it was bad people and it was based on a lot of it was based on what eric said about how he felt like the balance was restored and the world was better and he felt lighter so she i think she really thought she was making the world a better place and honestly if the punisher is an anti-hero then trish kind of has to be an anti-hero too you stole my point sorry it's but like come on <laughs> no but that I, very much the same thing like if you watch these netflix shows most of the 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 quote-unquote hero characters yeah. are anti-heroes and most of the villains are heroes of, the, of their own story a good villain is always the hero of their own story mm-hmm. that's like the, that's just good villain writing 101 i mean even just thanos for example yeah oh that's why because, thanos is the best yeah. villain because you like whether his solution is twisted or not you can debate endlessly debate, yeah. but his motive is is ultimately good, and that's what makes him a you you almost want to side with him. I know and that's you what do. makes him a fascinating villain. 
and like Netflix has had more clear villains, like the per like the Purple Man. Very clearly, is, a like Kilgrave Just is evil. Clearly, the villain. There's moments where you sort of see why he is the way he is, and yeah. you understand it, can sort of sympathize with what happened to him. But he's still evil to the core. Too much evil, yeah. Um, but in a good, like in a in a good, they like, did enough to justify him as a human being, right? Uh, but then you have like. Trisha's mom, you see how she became the way she was. She's still a bad guy, but she was always just trying to protect herself and what was hers. She maybe went a little too far, which is the thing with Trish. Right. Like, that's why Trish never pushed that line into villain. Maybe you could argue she's the antagonist. Like you could say that. Towards the end of the season. I can I can see because that. Because she is going up against our like quote unquote hero, Jessica. I like that fight, by the way. Uh oh. So good. So great. <laughs> I just love the, like, crazy, fl like, flipping around tactics that Trish has, whereas Jessica's powers and fighting, she's just like, get down! <laughs> <laughs> Smash! She, like, literally throws her across the room. Doesn't she throw her through, like, a bunch of wooden boxes, or at least a wooden box? I did like that a lot. And it was just nice to see their two completely different styles, but honestly, Trish did not stand a chance. Okay. This is, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Trish. Um... um Go ahead. But yeah, Christian it, joining us in the chat. Hey, a Christian. villain that thinks they're in the right. Trish legitimately is well-intentioned. He'd call Patsy an anti-hero. I agree. And that's fair. To That's fair enough to a point. Um, the, the, I mean, but a, a, an anti-hero also thinks they're in the right. Everybody thinks they're in the right. Yeah. It's just, well, depending on the villain. Some villains are just like... Some villains just want to see the world burn. Oh, no, Very I crossed nice. the streams. Very nice. <laughs> That's okay. No property. one needs to know. Um, Everyone knows. No, I, I think Trish was a great foil towards the end of the season. And uh, I love the like, that they... I'm, 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 it's interesting that they bring the raft in and that they've sent a lot of people to the raft, whether they need to or not. Yeah. I um, mean... The raft wasn't that big. I guess it probably has multiple levels. Yeah. Yeah. You don't build a giant mega prison in the middle of the ocean and not have like more than like a dozen cells. There has to in be. In Civil War, there were maybe a dozen that we could see. Yeah, I think so. But there's probably like another level down. No, there has to be. And that's like the lower down you go, the worse the villains get. That is kind of crazy <laughs> though, right? That she got sent there. I mean, she was killing like killers. Like legitimate killers. It's, it's but here's the thing, and and this was an interesting thing that they they dropped at one point that the uh, once you're an enhanced individual, the like the United States government or like the at least the the like the local like the the cops basically no longer have jurisdiction. That makes she sense. basically as soon as she entered the fray using in using powers she violated the Sokovia Accords. They never dropped that name, but that's what they're essentially saying. That, that Trish violated the Sokovia Accords and thus fell under the jurisdiction of the UN, and they don't put power people in general prisons. They go to the raft. Which also makes sense, because why would you put a powered person in frickin' Gen Pop? That'd be crazy. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's about sort of, I think it's a safety for the other prisoners and for the person and the liability thing of... You can't put somebody who is that crazy level stronger into a normal prison. One, because they might break out. And kill and a bunch two, of people. because they might just, like, hurt people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Trish I, would I think do that. It, I think in this case, it's a breakout concern. It's that Trish has shown that she has the skills <laughs> to break in and out of places 
better than other people and the idea that she probably could break out of prison if she wanted to and she could probably kill some people that she deems bad enough in there while she's while she's in there she's like no no no, i'm doing good things i'm doing good things do you think trish has completely lost it or is she now that she's been like now she took out salinger and like has been arrested and has like dealt with the like has seen the consequences of is she sort of leveled off i think she had that moment See, and I go back and forth with this because the end, and I actually wanted to ask you about that also. I think she had that moment when she realized, when she said, oh, I'm the bad guy, that she realized that that she what she was doing was not the right thing, and she kind of accepted the fact that she needed to be in jail. That, at the end, though, when she, she looks like she nods at Jessica, like, hey, when Jessica's watching her before she gets transported... And then there's that moment at the end where she's just kind of staring at her as she flies away. And I couldn't tell at first if she's like, like, thank you. Like, I forgive you. Or like, whatever it is. Like, they had sort of an understanding look there. But then at the end, it kind of looked like she wanted to kill her. And I didn't know if that was the shadows on her face. What do you think? Because we had, like, two moments there. Sarah, say that again. I was was trying to track all of that and also read the (laughs) No worries. That's always really hard. Um, So there was that moment at the end where... Uh, Jessica goes to watch Trish get transported. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trish looks at her and she kind of nods at her. And they have that moment. And then there's the other moment where she gets into the helicopter and she's just staring at Jessica. And she kind of looks like she wants to kill her. But I don't know if that's just because there's so much shadow on her face. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't read that as that. I, okay. I read it as like a go, as a goodbye. As a goodbye. Okay. That's what I thought. So, yeah, I'm kind of thinking more along the lines that she has sort of realized the mistakes that she's made. Yeah. I, well, it's like... Whether she realizes that... I, I think Trish is fine with her mistakes. I think she's like... I don't think she thinks of them as mistakes. She thinks that she still did the right thing. I Yeah, I think she's like, look, this is what I had to do, but I did, but I, I, I got it right. Well, because she says that, as she says, that she can live with that burden. Yeah. And so she's making the world a better place. She's willing to go to hell for what she had to do. I mean, she's... And we can only hope that maybe she'll go to hell and then meet up with Hellstrom and, like, maybe have maybe start to start dating. I'd be into that. <laughs> I'm ready for that. Also, I don't know if this has ever happened in any of the comics, none that I've ever read. Um, what if we had, like, Hellcat and Punisher working together for, like, a season of something? That would be fun. I don't know. They might get along. They might get along. They might get along. We, you know, speaking of crossovers, mm. we got to talk about that cameo in the, fi- in the finale. Oh, my God, Yes! So best cameo. I knew there was just because of the internet. Yes. I knew there was somebody coming in the finale. Like there was like basically like headlines, which was like, screw you. That's a like just saying that's a like like what did you think of this cameo in Jessica Jones? And it's like you just told me there's a cameo. And who do you it's only think gonna it's be gonna one gonna of be? like two people. <laughs> the only people it could have been is Luke or or Matt Murdock. Like because I could have seen Matt showing up in a legal capacity. Yeah, but Luke does make more sense because they have an actual like romantic history yeah. and and like a personal history. Oh, and that's what made this. I I loved this scene. So good. I thought it was perfect for a number of reasons. And it because you bringing Luke in for the last season of Jessica Jones just is so on point because he was such a huge star, like part of her beginnings Mm -hmm. of the show. Like, 
that's part of why I love season one so much because you not only got Jessica Jones and versus the Pearlman, you also had Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, which is still I look. I know Luke and Claire have a great dynamic. Everybody has a great dynamic with Claire. There's, there's a reason she keeps coming back on all the shows. Like <laughs> that's true. Um, how how could you not have great chemistry with <laughs> with Rosario with Dawson? Yeah, with Rosario yeah. Dawson. It's true. It's, it's she's amazing. Same, it's the same thing with Scarlett Johansson and why you're, anytime she's on screen with, an, with another male like character, people are like, oh, they're definitely getting together. It's like no, they just are. She just is so charismatic yeah. that whoever you put in a room with her, she will have chemistry with. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing goes for Rosario Dawson. I so agree. Claire Temple, but. I still am a hardcore, partially it's influenced by the comics, I acknowledge that, but Jessica and Luke. Well, yeah, because they get married and have a baby. <laughs> but even beyond, I just love their chemistry in season one. No, I thought they, they had great. a great dynamic, I thought the idea of the two power people like working together, is a, that's I mean, like a soft spot for me. Didn't they like break her bed? Just for that alone. They broke the piping in her apartment because they slammed her. (laughs) He slammed her into the wall and the pipe bent. Can you imagine their house if they lived together? Just destroyed everywhere. They're like, man, we gotta fix that again now. Well, like, go, you go get reinforced. Uh, Like, you get, you don't go with a two by four. You go with a four by four. Yeah, exactly. Stardrew says, at Zia, always want someone to team up with the Punisher. Look, I love the Punisher, okay? God, Stardrew. <laughs> <laughs> I do. But um, like, but the, the scene was also just wonderful because catching up with Luke, because we know we're never going to get, get we're it never again. Gonna, I know. And the way they ended it, are you freaking kidding me? That's a whole other thing to get into. Anyway. How do you mean? How do you mean? Are you talking about Luke Cage yeah, or the scene? Yeah, Luke Cage. Oh, okay. The way they ended Luke Cage, and then we're not going to get anything. But I like this little piece that we got from him because it sort of showed where his moral compass still is. Yeah. And sort of what, I mean, he ultimately helped Jessica make the decision because, you know, she was really struggling with what to do about Trish. It's her sister. She cared about her more than anything. And I really liked what Trish said, that no matter what, Trish cared about Jessica. A lot. Like, yeah. through all of this. And I really liked what she said about Eric, saying, look, I hope so, because I don't want... Je- Jessica's lost so much. I don't want her to lose you, too. It was a little bit disheartening to see Jessica be like, I don't trust you. I'm like, really? Why? He's pretty much been, like, on the up and up with you ever since you guys have... He hasn't done anything to make you distrust him. And even... In, and this is just my opinion regarding what he did with Trish. I don't think that he... Like, he took more responsibility than I think he should have for that. Hmm. I, They were trying to help her. To, like, they were really doing the, it for Jessica. And Trish was not supposed to kill that guy. And I don't think Eric could have known that it would have got, like, it would go down that way. Yeah, but it's still not... Even if he didn't intend for them to die, he's still enabling somebody to get, like, seriously assaulted yeah and very much hurt and maybe he didn't have as much knowledge as he could have to to make the decision but you have to see that trish is kind of unstable you have to see that she's kind of unstable but if you think about it like yeah somebody getting seriously injured but literally every hero that they go up against someone gets seriously injured but these are those butt whoopings but these aren't powered people and these aren't people that are actively trying to hurt you yes they are bad people and they do hurt others no there's no question about that they they they've proved that you burn some kids alive yeah not a good human (laughs) being deserves deserves a lot of bad things to happen to him but to leash a powered person on them is going outside the law 
It is. Being, it is. It is being a vigilante to to the extreme, and he's he's partially to blame. He is an accessory he is, to those deaths. But at the same time, that's also what Jessica does. She's a powered person being a superhero going up against people who aren't powered. So, like, in a way, she's doing the exact same thing. Like, it's, I don't know. I just, I feel like she was unnecessarily harsh on him. For someone, especially from where he came to where he ended up. Like, he was actively working very hard to become a better person. I don't know. I think she could have given him more of a chance. <laughs> I, I, I like Burger Boy. Burger Boy, Eric's good. He's, a, he's an interesting, he was a good character. He was a good character. I was glad that we kind of ditched, uh, I, for, I don't even remember his name, uh, upstairs management guy from season two. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't I have no idea who you're talking about. Because I was um, like bored with him. Who is he? Is someone that Jessica was sleeping with? The, the guy, yeah, the guy that she hooked up with towards the end of season two. I didn't see season two. Oh, that's right. Yeah. God. I know. Mm, well, yeah. now I can go back and watch it like when I when I want to well, watch it. Well, then audience, Not stress you know it. who I'm talking about. <laughs> I was bored with that character, um, and I was glad that they dropped him. I was really, because they'd sort of set them up to be a thing, and we saw his kid, but at the beginning of the season. Uh, not their kid, his kid. Yeah, I don't see Jessica hooking up with someone who has a kid. She did. That was. <laughs> but his... I mean, like, seriously. That was well. That was where they were leading, and I'm glad they uh-huh. didn't go. My point is, I didn't, I'm glad they didn't go that direction. But like, we did get to go back to Luke, back to season one, and like, it created by putting it at the end of the season, it created a nice bookmark to like show. Well, there's there's Eric, there's Luke. Like, she's gone through all this stuff. She has. And it, and like before we just before we move away from Luke entirely, I love that we, I love that he came in in this fancy suit because he's now King of Harlem, Luke. I know, and his facial hair. Hello. Oh yeah, right? that big beard. I was like, wow, wow, Luke. Someone's looking real snazzy Rock and that tough. Beard, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I thought you'd like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, it's also yeah, Luke is still a strong person where mm-hmm. he is. Like yes. You could debate how he left things at the end of season two, where he's sort of taken on a bigger role than he wanted to, and he's had to cross into some gray areas. But I let, but he, this is this is evidence that he's it's, it's still Luke Cage. Yeah, he's still there. Uh, I agree. Yeah, and I, and I that's just part of what I'm going to miss about these Netflix shows is this these little crossovers, these little moments. The moment, and this is like what I was saying. The, the the irony, the moment where Danny Rand showed up in Luke Cage season two was the best version of Danny Rand that they ever did on screen. <laughs> That's a lot of people would agree with you. It was that, I, like the, that scene, like Luke in this scene, Danny in that scene. Those are amazing moments. I know. And I really wish that we could have gotten more. I mean, I just wanted to see some Power Man and Iron Fist. I really did. I, re- I know that Christian wanted to see that, too. We talk about it all the time. Like, it would have just been really awesome to see some Heroes for Hire, have me, them have a place. Give me that four-person team, Heroes for Hire, Colleen Wing, Luke Cage, Danny Rand, Misty Knight. You know you want it. Netflix and Disney, you can I still know. do it. You can still work it out. Do the do what you're doing with Ghost Rider on Hulu, and like it's still in canon, but you just sort of forget what happened. I don't know how you do it with Luke Cage and Iron Fist. They are in weird spots yeah, in their, their storylines. There's a lot going but on there. But you just explain it in like uh, the 20 minutes, just just to erase it or something. Or just like, hey, a bunch of stuff's happened since then. Now we're here. Yeah, <laughs> like we're a, just gonna skip over like five that's, years. That's All right, what cool. I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. I just want like, that uh, that they have the the actors are all perfect. I know. The... Can you imagine this? Them recast <clears throat> now. 
I can't. No, I, I can't. It, it, they won't be able to do it for years because it's too fresh in people's memories. I know. It's really sad. But I, I did, <sighs> if this is going to be the end of this, this corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe... I am happy with how it ended. It was a nice ending. I really think I'm like you said. I'm really glad that we got a little Luke cameo in there, so we got to see that. Um, I liked. I liked the ending of of the episode, of the very last episode. Yeah. Go ahead. What did you think about the oh. a little, a little, oh. the, the David Tennant voice coming in? Oh my god! Favorite you. part. One of my favorite parts. Like <laughs> after Luke Cage favorite part jessica i know and that's when she's like no i'm staying and you're like yes um yeah did you think it was and i'm not saying that i think this way but i'm but i'm curious because some look it's it was an interesting moment it's always weird when you go into and you have a character like even come in just like that did you think it was forced no I think it was nice. Do you think it was forced? Not really. Uh, it was a little sudden. Yeah, it maybe, was very but sudden. It I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. And I wanted, yeah, I think it was, a, again, it was a great way to, to book when you, it, I'm very curious at what point, because they had already done, the, the season had already been written, and I believe they had finished principal photography when they got word that it was canceled. I'm not 100% sure about that timeline, but I'm curious if they went back in to this episode when they knew they were getting canceled because they were still in process at least? I want to say yes just because of the way that it ended. It felt so much like an ending. Yeah. That that I feel like they would probably want to set up something else if they hadn't. Like, I, I just kind of have that feeling. I mean, I could be wrong. Who knows? But it just seems like it. Um, and I enjoy the way they ended it. Basically, she's like, no, I'm leaving. And then, nope, just kidding, I'm staying, just because of the Kilgrave voice. And I liked that. That well, was open-ended, but done. I know you didn't see season two, but season two did have a similar feeling to it's it? ending. Where if, okay. you, if that had been the last season, you could see how that worked as an ending. It, All right. it, it completed a character arc that they they had enough to continue without making it feel too awkward except that they again just had they had a romance that was blossoming and then it just was gone <laughs> just nothing uh which like worked for jessica it would just sort of put her she had grown a little bit and then she went back which is normal that's human behavior yeah uh but i liked having it especially because this is going to be the end whether they knew it or not when they wrote it having the having kill grave just like come, pop into her head because mm-hmm. he is part he that voice, I'm sure, lives with her on a day-to-day basis. Oh, yeah. It, that's that's trauma. That's how it works. Like years of it. And we all know that Jessica does not deal with trauma. She just drinks it away. <laughs> so it's going to pop back up at some <laughs> point or another. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. But hearing his voice at a major decision point where she's going to, like, run away to Mexico or wherever she's going. She like, was going to Mexico. Yeah, she was yeah. just like, get me as close as you can to the border. And then I guess she was just going to run across it. Um, although in my mind, I was like, oh, she's going to the southern, southern border. Is she going to meet up with Ghost Rider? <laughs> and I start throwing things. That's when Jack um, gets too excited. <laughs> uh, no, she, I'm glad she stayed in New York. Uh, going back to Alias, even though she's like maybe turned it over to Malcolm. Oh, what did you think of that decision? Of what? Malcolm? Of um, her basically giving, giving Alias him the, to I, Malcolm. Honestly, I kind of like that. Just because of how he's grown as a character, he's clearly really good at it. He's clearly really good at what he does. And he kind of, um, I guess, sort of atoning for his sins of working for Hogarth. 
um, went back to Jessica, and I think that he could make a really nice living. I really love, I've said this on the after show, I think, um, I really love Jessica's assistant. She was a really great character, and I could actually absolutely see her working with Malcolm and that being awesome. So yeah. I think that it's a, I think it's a really good decision because it's, it's exactly where he needs to be, and he could be helping people. And yep. then he also has Brianna living with him now. She can help out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was an odd choice, but, you know, whatever. I'm not judging. Um, yeah. All right, I mean, that's my thoughts on John Jessica Jones. Yeah, it was a great ending. Um, and now we have, like, the beginnings of other shows. We're ending some shows and beginning other shows. But before we get to Legion, I want to talk a little bit about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This episode was called Told Ya. And I I really enjoyed the way that they use that. <laughs> I was waiting for it to come up in the in the uh, episode, and it did. Um, what were your thoughts overall, just of the episode in general? Uh, this was a solid episode. This yeah. was fun. It had, like, good mystery stuff. Uh, I, I could have... We didn't... I, I didn't feel... I guess we needed to meet this mystery woman mm-hmm. from space mm-hmm. to get her to Earth. But I was also like... We delayed Earth again for an episode. I know. Just to, like, get there by the end. But I... I, Who is this lady? We have... I have no idea. She just came and she... It's odd because she is doing it for a reason, but she seems kind. Like, it, she doesn't seem like a bad person. You don't, you don't, you never oh, know. I don't buy that for a second. You don't? You're like, uh-uh, <laughs> no way. What was her name? Um, Azel, right? Maybe. I think, I mean, I wrote that down. Did she ever say her name out loud? I don't know. I wrote down Azel. <laughs> now I don't know if that's because I heard it or if I'm making things up. Um, and then we had, so we, there, there was, there's her and we got Anthony Michael Hall. We got Anthony, yeah, that's also true. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like mad about it. Yeah. It's, it's a small fine. role. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but I, I'm intrigued by her character. Yes. And her, her wig. Uh, I'm I'm very her wig. Yeah, it's clearly a wig. Um, I'm very curious to see if she ends up being an antagonist or protagonist, like where she's going to be on that. To me, she seems I'm kind of like hmm, she's not so bad just yet. Um, I, and I hope that's true for Fitz and Simmons' sake. For the love of God, they deserve some good luck, at least a little bit. Jeez. I feel like she. Well, I feel like she has to connect to the Sarge storyline. That's, that has to be where we're going, right? Yeah, I mean, I would imagine she maybe, maybe she's actually the bad to his good. Are we saying that Sarge is good because it seems like he's somewhat well intentioned? Maybe his methods aren't the best. I can't decide. He's like a grizzled old war veteran. It right? sounds like like he's like dealt with fighting for so long that he has the mission, and the mission is the only thing to him. Yeah. And I think that it's more just, like, people dying and his methods are just kind of, oh, this is the casualties of war. This is what we have to do to save a planet. Like, hello, I'm trying to save you all. Whereas S.H.I.E.L.D. is more, why are we killing anyone? Let's try to save everyone. I still love Butterfly Girl. She's an odd one. She's an odd duck. Interesting. And, like, also, they can, whatever, whoever these people are, they can breathe fire? Yeah. Or they can eat something that makes you breathe fire. Is that just him or is that all of them, I wonder? So she said that there was something. She was like, I know it burns, Jocko, but you're going to be okay. Right. Like, so I think they. she must have given him something mm. that made him breathe fire. And Sarge was really counting on that. I'm a tiny bit frustrated that they're not working together more. I understand why S.H.I.E.L.D. is doing what they're doing. But I feel like it's going to get catastrophic at one point where, 
Well, Sarge says uh, Sarge is the anti-hero. Um, you could say that. It's it's. I think more he's just he's again he's trying to do what he thinks is right, but he's tr- he's legitimately trying to save a planet. He's yeah he's he's not. I wouldn't qualify him as an anti-hero. No. I would say he's an antagonist, not a, not necessarily a villain. No, I wouldn't think so. But I wouldn't so. call him an anti-hero either. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see where they're going. The like so he has DNA match. With Coulson, which is so weird, and it's and this is also in previous episodes when um when he sees May and like when that comes up, like it triggers something in him. There's like there's something there, but he even he doesn't know what it is. It's very strange. I mean, clearly there is something. There is a connection here. We just don't notice because he has the, he he uses key phrases mm-hmm. that that Coulson uses. He has the DNA, so, like, there's the obvious one. Yeah. So, he doesn't remember being Coulson, but did we, have we checked on Coulson's remains? That's a good question. I mean, did we not, cre- did they cremate Coulson? I don't know. They haven't addressed it in this season at all, so I don't know where his body is. I don't know, because... I feel like that had to be step one. You would think. Right? You would think. Chat, tell us if we missed something <laughs> that they, like, have addressed what happened to Coulson's body. Because that feels like an obvious place to start. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I feel like they should... I mean, what if they're just keeping him in a freezer somewhere thinking they could bring him back to life? And they haven't checked, and they haven't checked his body no, in a while. No, because Coulson doesn't even want that. That's, yeah. He was very clear that he doesn't want that. But I could see it if it's, like, what if it's one of those... What are, what are they called? The the psych, uh, the 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 bat shrike the shrike shrike. <laughs> it was, if it's like a, something like a shrike that's like, but it's the anti shrike because the shrike goes into beings and takes them over. Mm-hmm. So that seems like a logical place to start. That's definitely Is not that a bad something theory. living in Coulson that's sort of like Jaegering him. Or like Jaegering the body of Coulson. Yeah. So and like look, the brain is an organ and memories are just pieces of tissue and, and neurons firing. So if a if a being could Jaeger the body, theoretically it would have access, whether on purpose or not, to his memories, and that could explain why certain phrases come through or just like leak through by accident. And maybe this thing doesn't know what it's doing. Maybe it just took over a dead body that it found. That's true. And he did say he was 100 years old, but he didn't say he was 100 years in that body. Um, and it doesn't, but it doesn't remember. It doesn't know it well enough. Haywood to... Wong says no body was disposed of. Um, Jenna James has a very interesting um, theory here, and I kind of like this one also. I still think the Sarge is an alternate Coulson who may share uh, certain behavioral traits, but he's still not a hero. It's one thing to destroy a planet, um, to stop a contagion, but Sarge seems to operate with indifference and without compassion toward the innocent people he may have to eliminate. Problem is the hundred-year statement. I mean, he could be an alternate Coulson. That's not a bad that like shares like, like a multiverse. Like, yeah, like we're, we we're still dropping multiverse theory. We're still dropping here, the multiverse so. theory. You never know. Could be could be a different universe, Coulson, but that doesn't quite add up because it would that person would still remember being Coulson. That's true. So I, I'm 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 super intrigued. I know. Um, I hope that they don't draw that mystery out for the rest of the season because we're at a we're at a point. We're now what six episodes in? Um, seven, s- six. 
Six episodes. <laughs> six, we're, yes. We're six episodes in. And so we're halfway through, and we've been building this mystery since episode one. This is at the point where if they don't reveal it within the next two episodes, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah, you're It's you're right. You're to a point where it's too anticlimactic, and if, or too climactic. You've, you don't yeah. want it to be anticlimactic, and that's going to be, yeah. It, you've built it up too long, and it's either the most epic, re- it's either, like, at this point, it's either going to be revealed soon or it's going to be disappointing because mm-hmm. you've you can only build up a mystery so long before no matter what answer you give it's going to be as you were saying anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. So they better have either the best twist ever that doesn't feel like cheap or out of left field or just tell us like next week. Oh, also Ivan said and Ghost both said uh it's um seven episode seven. I was okay. looking at my episode six notes. It all blurs together, you guys. You know what Marvel TV, TV watch. I watched this week I know. and over the past month and Marvel movies also actually yeah. <laughs> like I watched Endgame again today. I watched Spider Man. I watched the rest of Jessica Jones. I watched um, Agents of Shield two episodes and Legion. I mean, two weeks ago <laughs> I binged all of Legion just so I could be caught up in time. I lost a bit of my sanity. <laughs> That show will do that to you. Yeah. It will. Oh, God. Speaking of Legion. So, yeah, I liked I liked this episode a lot. I think that we're building to a really good place. I like all the character. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say development because you guys have been watching it for years. But I like what I'm getting from it. Um, so it's cool for me. Um, but on to Legion. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before, oh. before we go off S.H.I.E.L.D. Go. Go ahead. Love Deke so much. I'm so oh. happy he's back. Yeah. I like Deke, too. I like his character a lot. And it's been interesting um, watching he's... him. He's Do so his, awkward. It's, it's hilarious watching him talk to Quake and and like try to brag, but it's awful. It's oh my God, so he's trying funny, so hard to make a move, and he has no idea how to flirt. He th- like he is the child, and it's because it's here's the thing: like when he's showing off the sh- like, when he's trying to show off the shoes, like yes, he's being an arrogant prick. But he's so oblivious that it's charming. No, it is. You're like, you should be a jerk and I should not like you, but I do. And I like, I don't know why. Because he's so cute. He is a little boy with a crush. He is, yes, he's being kind of childish with all this stuff, but he is genuine about it. Yes. It's, it's, there's a, it's a genuine quality, even at his most just slimy things. Yeah, I honestly think. Um... That he just, because he's so smart, that he just doesn't, like, he spent so much time inventing and researching, like, doing whatever he does, that he just, he doesn't have those basic human skills that comes with, you know, trying to hit on a woman or, like, be with someone or, you know, properly emote things. Yeah. All right, should we do Legion? Because we still have to talk about Endgame. Yes, stuff we still have to too. talk about Endgame. So this episode of Legion, which you know, it's a great, it's a great episode to kind of quickly get through because we haven't, nothing's really happened yet. I like what's happened so far, but it's just, it's the very beginning of the season. Um, I love the way it started. What did you, I mean, just what did you think of the entire with episode? The, with the, with uh, how we met time travel mm-hmm. lady. I Switch. F- Switch. I'm call her Switch. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember what her other name was. I, I caught it. I rewound like three times and I could not catch it. I wanted to say it was Jenny, but I don't think it, I think it was a Japanese well, name. Well, she's Switch just... now. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But I I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was good. I thought it was ethereal. Um, no, with like no Holly talking about mm-hmm. he, he being Marvel's R and D department. Like this is <laughs> if you if you heard him talking. There's a lot of stuff about him talking about his potential Doctor Doom movie. Which I know you're excited about. A lot. about. Well, I, I fanboyed out so hard <laughs> on Marvel movie news. But 
that he was talking about doing musicals and stuff like that, and people were like, "What?" And it's like, "Oh no, you got to watch the Legion premiere because there's a musical sequence that totally works in in the show." I, I thought it was good. I thought it, it was trippy. It, but it made sense. Um, I loved the depiction of time travel that they went with for her. So cool. I've never seen so it's, different. They, yeah, I've never seen time travel depicted that way before, mm-hmm. and it was fascinating. I love the time demon. I hope we get to see more of that. Oh, yeah. They, so you intriguing. You don't set that up without Oof. paying it off later. Ooh, <laughs> that creepy little laugh in the eyes you just see in the background. Yeah, it, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, it's Chekhov's demon. It's coming back. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. It was it was really good. And, again, I like I hate musicals. Love that musical number. Totally cool. This totally is, fit. I mean, this is the difference with... I, I often have a problem with filmed musicals. I love stage musicals. I, I will go see... the Not any. I, I'm, I'm a little picky. A lot of them. But I, I love I love going to the Broadway shows mm-hmm. and all that. That's super fun. I have more of a problem with filmed musicals because the level of disbelief that you're... Like, the suspension of disbelief on for a stage versus a movie is a lot different. Same goes for television. I can where see that. it's harder to justify breaking out into song at random. But this wasn't breaking out into song at random. This was... David has just like gone nuts in a like not in like a he's I mean he is in, he is nuts but he's just gone ham with making his little world in that building super trippy. Yes, and he I like I kind of like the direction that David has taken his um his sort of wanting to help people but also in exchange they keep him company like he just he wants to be loved and he wants to be accepted because he's been cast out by literally everyone that was close to him that was a super telling super it was subtle but it was super telling and so sad yes like you come you can i you, i can help heal you mm-hmm. make you better whatever you need i just ask that you, he's basically just like I know. all i ask is you be my friend i know <laughs> he just like wants but i love letty is she is this a cult yes because <laughs> it was a very cult-like and i love i love lenny she's such a great character um yeah and i love what i love so much about this episode is a lot of people will be like it's they'll, they'll say like it's too weird for them and and look i get it everybody has different tastes it still all makes perfect sense though you get there in the end like there's a lot of weirdness but the episode still made perfect sense to me. I yeah. loved getting from point A to point B. There was a little weirdness, murkiness for a second where you're like, okay, what the heck is going on? But once you get through that, you're like, oh. And you see the entire point of it. And I that's what I love about Legion. All of the weirdness makes sense. And I like that. Um, yeah, I really love this time-traveling girl. I love Switch. I, I'm And I love that David was looking. I love... I want to see how they explain this or if they get to this, that David was looking for a time traveler before he knew any of this was going to happen as, like, a safeguard. I mean, she's a time traveler, so it's, I, it has to be a thing where they're going to go back and put that into place, right? I would I would imagine. I would hope so. Um, like, yeah. that just makes... It makes... I mean, that's the, that's the time travel. That's how you close that loop is you have to go back. and But that, that's, that's for far now. To have to go back. You'll have to go far down that hallway. Where that demon didn't look that far. So I think that's what it's going to come down to. Eventually Ooh. they're going to have to go way down. Somebody's going to have to go way down that hallway. Maybe just to bring a speedster in there or something like that. Like a combination of powers. And maybe this is a thing where if my crazy theory about all of them, like all, all so many characters being different parts of David... Like David's split personality, yeah, more oh, I love sim- that, similar, by the way. more similar to how he is in the comics. Mm-hmm. Then he would just have to like 
switch to switch to (laughs) a different personality as he goes into the time thing and zip down the hall past the demon but somebody's gonna, that demon's going to eat somebody. That demon's going to eat someone. <laughs> Someone's going to follow Switch into that into that time traveling um, hall, and, and yeah. things are going to get crazy. And, I, and it was good. I thought it was a great power check that Farouk can follow her into that space. I thought her escaping was also amazing. Oh my god! Oh, the way that they designed yes, it. Yes, yeah. I oh, love the that. The visuals are so good. Oh my god! And she and I love. He he goes. Um, Sardrew, do you watch the Flash show? Yes, I do. I love the Flash. Off topic. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I love the way that she basically. <laughs> yeah, there's some speed. Thank you. Um, how she just takes the tray and puts it over herself. She was so quick and just so resourceful. I just it it bothers me that. I have a hard time with the way everybody just turned on David. I think it was... Oh, how fast... That's why I think they're under Ugh. Farouk's control I do too. of some kind. Like okay, they, I do too. Or they just... They got turned... I guess somebody... Even if they're not completely under his control, it's like memory modification. Yes. Like he changed something about like how they perceive him because it was too sudden. It was too jarring that... That she was willing to murder him, and not like an accident. Like she did it multiple times. Oh yeah, in the chest. She wasn't aiming for something else. She was aiming. It was she was shooting to kill, and it's just it's it's just really sad. I'm like I f- I feel really bad for yeah. David. I do. <sighs> he just wants somebody to love him. I know, and he you had that. That's, that's why it's so much worse for him because he had that with her for like the first time I think in his entire life, and he finally got free of that monster. And then, nope, everybody turns on him probably because of that monster. <sighs> <sighs> All right, <sighs> should we? I'm excited for next episode. I am too. Should we talk about Endgame? We should talk about Endgame. All right. We've got time. Um, because we're not going to have time. Uh, well, there won't be an episode of Marvel Movie News until, and this is a reminder for you guys who next are Sunday. waiting for the Spider-Man review, because of the July 4th holiday and the mm-hmm. studio being closed, we have rescheduled Marvel Movie News, and we're going to do a big Spider-Man Far From Home review on Sunday, July 7th at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Yep. And 2 then... p.m. with me, Zia, Christian Blatt, and... Returning Koi Jandro. Very nice. Who I've not met yet, so I'm excited about this. This is going to be really fun. Yeah. We get to talk about all about Spider-Man. I can't wait to um, talk about spoilers, you guys. But because Holy we're crap. not going to do that for uh, until for another week because another week. of the holiday, no. we need to talk about that Endgame extra six minutes. We do. And before we move on, just quickly, because we're going to do Marvel TV, I'm sorry, Marvel Movie News at 2 p.m. Directly after that, Chris and I are going to do Marvel TV Weekly at 3 p.m. on Sunday. Just because I live super, I live pretty far, so driving back and forth a bunch, it was really just to help me out. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. For me, what, was it worth it for you? Uh, I wanted to see the movie again anyway, so yes. that was fine because I only got to see it the one time. Um, so for me, it was I was just really excited to watch the movie. But if I had already seen the movie like three or four times, like I know you did, I know Christian saw it three times, it would not have been worth it. No. I wanted to see... I, look, I had seen it three times before. I still wanted to see it again, yeah. but that's just me. So this yeah. was time number four for me. But I agree. If if you want to see it again... So this is my recommendation if you're still debating whether you want to go see it again. If you want to see Endgame again, go see it. Yeah. It's fun. Not? If you're there already, stay towards the stay to the end. Watch what's there. It's cool. It's cool stuff. It'll all be on the, the DVD and the Blu-ray when it comes out in a month. You mm-hmm. can see it all then. Mm-hmm. It's not worth the price of admission. Um... It was disappointing. It, I thought the scene was cool. It was um, fine. I'll, like I think we'll describe it for like you guys in case yeah. you're curious because it was 
uh, it was a Hulk scene that would have basically slotted in where uh, when Scott Lang is like a bigger brain than his talking about and then in the right. movie they just cut to them all eating breakfast mm-hmm. with Big Green. That was a Instead, fun it would have cut to a scene in Atlanta, which has, I will say, an amazing Die Hard reference that was just out of freaking nowhere. Um, uh, that one I want. I'll leave alone. There's a Die Hard reference. If you saw it, you got it. Perfect casting. It's been to oh the yes okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. gotcha. Oh well, just, we can just say it. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I forget the actor's name, but the the uh, the guy on the ground. Uh, Christian's gonna be yelling at us in the yeah, chat. Yeah, Christian, yell at us in the chat. Uh, Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow. Thank you, Jenna Were James. They that fast, Jenna James. Jenna yeah, James. Carl Winslow it. as the guy as the like uh, was he a cop or a firefighter he in was, this? I think a cop. He, he was like the police chief. I think it might have been a firefighter. Either way, firefighter as chief? a anyway. as a municipal like civil servant who was like calling up for help, and then like basically there's a fire and Hulk brings a satellite full of kids down <laughs> and drops them off. But it's Intelligent Hulk, which yes. would have been the first reveal yes. of Intelligent Hulk, of Professor Hulk, whatever you want to call him. I do prefer what we got instead. I do. That would have been cool, and I would have liked it. Um, it was also, just to say, I mean, just to throw that out there, it's really interesting to see before they finished the scenes. Yeah. That was interesting, because it was before they finished Hulk. Yeah, I it's mean, not obviously a finished it's all CGI, product. So. It is, like, early CGI. Like, they cut this film, this scene early on. Right. And so, obviously, why would they finish it before they, I mean, if they're going to cut it. But it was just, yeah, it was that was also just interesting just to see. Yeah. That was cool. It, it's a cool scene. Yeah, it wasn't necessary. If you're looking for things to remove, this one makes sense yeah. to cut. Um, it still would have fit. It fit in that place because you cut to you're like a bigger brain and then you hear the Hulk like yelling and stuff because that you just hear the Hulk's noises and then you see him say and then he picks up his phone which (laughs) that's a fun reveal too but the way they did it was perfect in the actual movie was also perfect well yeah cut to him eating breakfast and then the kids uh, obviously it shows that he is a well-known hero so they established the same thing and in my opinion in a funnier way I like the moment between Scott and the little girl or the well not the The, three three, kids the three kids kids. it was really funny he's Um, saying no (laughs) yeah like yeah so the Stanley trip it was really nice. That it was, was really nice. well edited. It was it was fun. It was interesting. It was fine. You'll see it on the DVD. When You'll you, see it when on you the buy DVD it in a, exactly. at the end of July uh, or middle of August. I think is when the, the the hard copy and I think it's the end of July for the digital, which is a huge conundrum for me because you're saying I'm me physical copy man has to wait two more weeks. You're a monster. Are you going to do it? Monster. I do I don't it? know what I'm going to do yet. <laughs> I, don't know, I, genuinely, I genuinely don't know what I'm going to do. I have a feeling you're going to end up with two because you're going to buy the digital one no. because you can't wait and then the hard copy is going to come out and you're going to be like, now I need it. <laughs> you might not be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the the other thing that you got in there was Spider-Man. Spider-Man! A scene, a scene from Spider-Man Far From Home. Spider-Man! I felt really cool because I was like, I saw this. And I was really excited <laughs> for a moment because I didn't know what it was. And then it was just a scene, an early scene from Far From Home. And it's like, yeah. I'm going to see that in like four days. Yeah. And to, like if you went now, you'd be, it's out in, on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So it's not, I was hoping that they were going to give us like a tease of Black Widow or something. Even a mystery of just like red hair and a motorcycle or something like I that. I know like, anything. It just it's funny because they show you Spider Man like literally right before it comes out, like it's this big treat, and you're like, that was the thing. It was ultimately overblown. Yeah. As far as their like big re release and like the intro with Joe with 
Joe Russo. Joe Russo, I believe. Was like, here's the movie. Stick around after the credits. Enjoy. That was it. <laughs> it wasn't like he, there was no reflecting on what he had done or how much, like, about the success. It was just like, we enjoyed making this. Thank you for watching it. Stick around. It, I would have liked him to talk about the movie for even, like, a minute. Yeah. To make it. It just, I wanted more for for the cost of admission. But, so, bottom line, go see it if you want to see it. The movie, again, don't feel the need to if you're just waiting to see the stuff at the yeah the if it's just for the extra credits you can uh skip it and just buy the dvd um since we ha- do have a couple of minutes did you get a chance to think of your top three netflix seasons? oh yeah i didn't even think about it i just had awesome. that. i got that locked Same. and loaded okay you just go first like spit out your three i ours might be the same i don't know Let's all right see. so i would oh i like that did we win something i don't know but i feel like i won a prize okay uh, <laughs> I, so, should we start at three or start at one? Start at three. Okay. So, my, for me, number three would be Daredevil season one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, you, you it, can just go down to two. Oh, okay. So, da- it would be way. Daredevil season one uh, was, uh, is, is great. It's, it's the, what started all of this up. Uh, number two would be Daredevil season three. We have two of the same. <laughs> which is also like just like it's great. It's it does so many amazing things with that character. I I will say, uh, I kind of wanted to slide Defenders in there somewhere, but I couldn't fit it between those two. It was like edging out, like, but it was like no, it's four. But I want to mention Defenders. Number one. Honorable mention. Is Jessica Jones season one. Okay. Very nice. So we do have two of the same ones and one different one. But my order is different. Um, uh, Number three is uh, Daredevil season three. Number two is Punisher season one. And number one is Daredevil season one. That is is my favorite still of all of them. Daredevil season one is amazing. So good. Um, for me, Jessica Jones season one is just fantastic storytelling, and it's what I love about Marvel everything, mm-hmm. like packed into one season because it does have superpowers. It does have it has interesting takes on society and how superpowers might impact society, and it's not necess- It's not quite a superhero thing, and that's that's the thing. As much as we love Marvel and we love the superhero aspect. For me, it's the stuff that goes beyond being a superhero, beyond that stuff. That's why I like. Yeah, the the superheroes bring in, but the the regular people who have powers and do other stuff with them is what keeps me there. That's keeps actually, me reading Marvel constantly. That's awesome. And that's what Jessica Jones season one is to me. It is both sides of that spectrum. People got powers, and what do they do with them? Some people did good things, maybe not the like the super heroic things, because normal people don't do that. Right. Normal people aren't all Captain America. And there's people who would use them for extreme evil, and it's really fascinating to see that dynamic. I like that. That's what a good point. What was it about da- Daredevil season one that stood out to you? To me, it was just the first thing that we ever got um, that was like that. And I love just, basically, it was everything that I wanted in a Marvel. Um, I mean, for, it erased all of that awful movie that we got with Ben Affleck. Good God. Um, <laughs> they just fixed it all. 
Uh, I just, I love the choreography was huge for me. That dark, gritty feel. There was so much character development. I mean, you really, really, really got to know who Matt Murdock was. Yeah. And you got Foggy. I love Foggy. Oh, they're all great. Oh. And that's that's why it had to be on this. Christian also sent his list in in the mm-hmm. chat, which so. his is the exact same list as mine. He just swapped one and two. So for him, it was number three, Daredevil season one. Number two, Jessica Jones season one. Number three, Dare, or number one, Daredevil season three. It's really confusing because there's a lot of numbers being. There's a lot of numbers. There's all <laughs> kinds of episodes and all kinds of seasons. Yeah. Um, and then we also have in the booth. Let's go ahead and give Ryan's Daredevil season three, Jessica Jones uh, season one. First eight episodes of Luke Cage. Oh, that's cheating there. First eight episodes. But I understand what your point is. <laughs> I do too. Basically, Luke Cage season one is amazing, except for Diamondback. Except, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Um, anyway, I yeah, I loved I loved uh, Luke Cage a lot. It just it was I felt it was a little bit long. The stuff with Luke is great. It's just the stuff with Diamondback is is shoehorned in. Yeah. Um, that is all the time we have today. Sorry we didn't get too much uh, time to like get to the chat. We had so much TV to talk about this week. Like so much. Um, but leave your comments in the archive version below. Let us know what uh, seasons you liked of like pretty much all of Marvel Netflix um seasons and hopefully we get something like that something just as good on hulu maybe possibly hopefully (laughs) anyway um thank you all so much for joining us until i guess next sunday where can people keep up with you zach uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at that zach wilson and the other plug i want to give that i forgot to give while we're talking about endgame (gasps) so this is the cool thing if you went to see endgame uh over the weekend you got the you if you got there early you got this amazing poster of the uh, Iron Man Infinity Gauntlet with it says we love you 3000 and we love you guys 3000 you listening at home <laughs> and part of that if you tune in to Marvel Movie News next Sunday at 2pm for our Spider-Man review we'll tell you how you can win this poster in my hand I'm going to be giving it away uh, we'll give all the details that we still have to work out um, <laughs> on next Sunday 2pm Pacific Time as we review Spider-Man on Marvel Movie News over on Popcorn Talk Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. That's a really cool poster. And I am Zia Anderson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. That's XIA underscore land. And next Sunday at um, actually 3 p.m. instead of 9 p.m. So at 6 p.m. Uh, what is that? Not Pacific time. What's the other one? Eastern time? What? Yeah. Eastern? Wait. Well, that's the other coast. There's a lot of time zones. I don't know, you guys. I'm from Hawaii. We got one there. I don't know how to count. Anyway, (laughs) um, (laughs) so we're going to be doing it at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Is that what it is? I don't know if it's Pacific Standard or Pacific Daylight, but specific time. Whatever. Anyway, we're going to be doing it at 3 next Sunday instead of 9. Um, Thank you guys so much for joining us. Have a great Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, (laughs) would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. World, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.